ultimately you can take tips from other professionals, other people that you look to as mentors or you're inspired by. But at the end of the day, you are best placed to know how things make you feel. And often it can be quite jarring if you see a lot of people, I don't know, let's use meditation, a lot of people diving into meditation, but you've tried a few times and you feel like it's just not for you. Rather than beat yourself up, you can sit there and say, you know what? I've tried this. My body's telling me it's not for me or it's not for me right now. And then it doesn't need to form a part of something in your life. You can turn that time and energy into something that makes you feel good, that after doing it leaves you feeling relaxed and you can find what that thing is for you. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, Balancers, and welcome to another BTS episode. This week, we are going to continue our series, which are the rules for balanced relationship with different areas of your life. Now, if you haven't listened to our last two episodes, we've done one on a balanced relationship with fitness, one on a balanced relationship with diet, and today's focus is all about having a balanced relationship with yourself. Arguably, maybe the most important set of rules for all of our balance, and one I'm really excited to dive into. For those of you who have reached out to give me feedback on these episodes to tell me how much you enjoy them, how practical they are and how easy they are to follow and actually apply to your own life. I'm so grateful because that's the exact intention of me putting these out there. So thank you to those of you who have reached out with your warm words and an even bigger thank you to those of you who have taken the time to leave us a review or rating on either Apple or Spotify podcasts. If you haven't done so, it would take a minute or two of your time and it really helps us grow the show and reach new balances and continue to grow our beautiful community. Now today I'm going to stick with that magic number six. I'm going to give you six rules for a balanced relationship relationship with yourself. And these are things you don't have to stack on to your morning routine. They're not things that are going to take up heaps of your time, but they're just points of reference or I guess mindset or perspective shifts for you to think about to help you stay connected and true to yourself. Now, these are things that I have tried and tested myself, things I found most effective and things that I still turn to in moments where I feel a bit off or point blank unbalanced. So rule number one is something every single person can do. No matter what your routine, no matter what time you wake up, no matter how hectic your schedule is, and it's to combat something probably 99% of us listening do, and that is to not check your phone first thing in the morning. Now, the reason I say this is because the second we check our phone, our attention is instantly grabbed by notifications, alerts, and other things that just pull us in, whether you like it or not, it's that instant energy grab. And your attention goes directly to those things when in reality, we should be checking in with ourselves first thing in the morning. So my number one rule to make sure that I can actually connect with myself first thing in the morning is the second I hear my alarm go off, I snooze it or I turn it off and I take a minute to just check in with myself before I look at my home screen. Now, this is really important because even if you have the intention to connect with yourself and you look at your home screen and then you see an email that maybe triggers you, you see something that needs urgent attention, you get a message from someone, you'll be thinking about that instead of connecting with yourself. So you have that opportunity every day before your mind starts to go, before it starts to tick, before the thoughts start coming in to just connect with yourself. 
And this actually goes for nighttime as well. So try and make the last thing you do not be something on your phone. Make it a moment for you to check in with yourself. Now, what this looks like is totally up to you. What I like to do is disconnect with my breath. And I like to just visualize how an ideal day would turn out for me. What are the things or I guess the intention that I want to bring to that day? What's the kind of energy I want to connect with? And sometimes if I'm feeling it, I'll put a little bit of gratitude in there as well, but that's something I like to do intentionally at night. So before I go to bed, I like to really practice gratitude and breathing in tandem. And then when I wake up, I really like to just set my intention for the day. It's also a good moment for you to just sit and ask and see how are you feeling? Do you feel any tension in your body? Can you feel any emotion? And I say that because yes, often we feel an emotion and we can describe it, but I think it often has a correlation with something physical in our body. So is it a knot in your stomach? Is it a bit of tension in your neck? You know, and that could be stress or anxiety. So just giving yourself that moment to connect with yourself gives you that really, really good baseline. Now, the reason this is important for a balanced relationship with yourself is because if you need to alter and change what your day looks like based off how you're already feeling, then at least you know what baseline you're starting at. So let's say coffee for you is a trigger for anxiety. If you wake up, connect with yourself and realize or see that you're already feeling a bit anxious, then you're going to make the decision proactively to not get a coffee that morning. Whereas if you go straight on your phone, don't take that moment of pause to reflect and connect with yourself. You may end up having that coffee and tipping yourself over the edge. So guys, a really, really easy one. It doesn't have to be a long time. It can just be a couple of minutes or even one minute to just breathe, connect with yourself and give yourself that awareness of what your baseline is for that day. The second rule I have to maintain a balanced relationship with myself is one for moments where you're feeling quite distracted. You feel off, your energy feels really scattered. And so you basically feel very unbalanced. And my rule here is to take time out to reset your energy. Now, sometimes we just wake up and we go nonstop. The whole day is kind of routined out and it's very hard to take those moments of pause. But this could be as simple as just taking a break at your desk and just taking five deep breaths. If you have time or can squeeze it in, maybe it's a meditation or a self-care activity. Or like when I used to work in the city, I used to really love just going for a walk around the block, especially if the sun was out. So if you feel when you're noticing that you have that distracted energy, rather than push through it and think that you'll just deal with it later, my strong advice, if you want to maintain a balanced relationship with yourself is when you become aware of it, turn to something that will help you reground and recenter. Again, just like number one, this doesn't need to take out or be such an onerous activity that stacks onto your day. It can just be something small to complement your flow. So take a moment now just to think about what those things might be for you. Is it a walk? Is it breath work? Is it a meditation? Is it having a glass of water and just being mindful? Is it just taking a pause from what you're doing and turning to something completely different? Just have a think about that. So you have a little bit of a toolkit, things that you can turn to for the next time you may feel your energy being a little bit scattered or just. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
distracted. Rule number three is to define what self-care looks and feels like to you. And most importantly, to review this on a regular basis. I know that social media has played such a big part in, I think, ramping up the idea of self-care. Now, I've got no problem with the face masks and the baths and the massages and all of those things. But I really think and feel to me personally, self-care doesn't have to be this extravagant act to yourself. Yes, those things are great, but it's not a practical way to look at it on a daily basis. Self-care needs to have a definition that can be applied to your life moment to moment or day to day. By all means, if going to get a massage every single day is something within your budget, within your schedule, then that's great. But for those of you that may not have the time or capacity for that kind of activity, then have a little think about what does it actually look and feel like to you. And the way I like to do this is to have a look at what goes in my toolkit of self-care. So rather than having tools, so set things that you do, for example, if you're quite rigid and you say, for me, it's meditation and having a nap or meditation and having a bath or whatever it is. If you have those strict set tools, you put so much pressure on those tools to work for you in moments where you need a little bit of TLC. And if they don't, then that can have a very counterintuitive effect. So take a moment to just think about what self-care feels like to you. What is the way you want to feel after you indulge in self-care? And then you can reverse engineer and think, okay, well, what activities or tools can go in my toolkit? So build it out, have a lot of them, have a lot of options. Kind of, It's actually a really nice practice to sit down and think, okay, what are all the things I love that fill my cup? You have that toolkit and it's, you know, different things you can turn to in different moments. And a reminder that it doesn't need to be extravagant, although it can be, but really just balance out your toolkit and make sure it's a really nice reflection of what self-care looks and feels like to you. Because if we get swept up in what everyone else thinks self-care means or what TikTok is telling us it should look like, we may end up with an idea in our head that's very disconnected from our own reality. So if if you're here for a balanced relationship with yourself, I would sit down and define what self-care looks and feels like to you. Have that toolkit that goes hand in hand with that definition and review it regularly because this definition for you might change as life goes on. The fourth rule I have for having a balanced relationship with myself is to bring awareness into everything I do. Now, when I say awareness, I mean a curiosity, being very, very inquisitive of how different things, people and places make you feel. This could even come down, and I'm going to get very granular here, with the types of genre of movies that you watch. If listening to certain songs make you feel a certain way, eating certain foods make you feel a certain way, etc. And this could be good or bad. It's the easiest instant feedback loop you have from your body to tell you how different things make you feel and it's completely free. All you have to do is bring an intention or set yourself a goal to be aware of these different things. The reason I love this one so much is ultimately you can take tips from other professionals, other people that you look to as mentors or you're inspired by. But at the end of the day, you are best placed to know how things make you feel. And often it can be quite jarring if you see a lot of people, I don't know, let's use meditation, a lot of people diving into meditation, but you've tried a few times and you feel like it's just not for you. Rather than beat yourself up, you can sit there and say, you know what, I've tried this. My body's telling me it's not for me or it's not for me right now. And then it doesn't need to form a part of something in your life. You can turn that time and energy into something that makes you feel good, that after doing it leaves you feeling relaxed. And you can find what that thing is for you, but you need to set the intention to bring awareness into everything you do. And that means being very curious when you're feeling a bit off or upset, 
you know, thinking back to, okay, well, who did I see? Where did I go? What did I eat? Did I watch something that maybe contributed to how I'm feeling? All of these things need to form a part of your awareness to really bolster your relationship with yourself. This kind of leans nicely into rule number five, which is listen to your gut feelings. This one's very simple. When you have that gut feeling, don't ignore it. And the only thing I'll add on this one, because I feel like it's quite self-explanatory, is listening to your gut feeling might mean you need to remove people or mute people's voices who drown out your own. So if you have those people in your circle or your life that make it very hard for you to listen to yourself, that make you feel guilty for putting what you want first, that's something you need to really start to think about how to mute or get rid of. Because for as long as you've got an obstacle or a barrier between you and your gut feelings, it's going to be very hard to have that balanced relationship with yourself if you can't honor and respect what it is that you actually want and need. The last rule I have for having a balanced relationship with ourselves is to take responsibility for our own lives. This basically is everything but a victim mentality. Irrespective of what you've been through, what you've gone through, the things you've experienced, no one is stopping you from learning, from working hard, from finding people you admire and look up to, from having relationships that you deserve, and from realizing your full potential. I think a good reminder, if, if you feel like you are sitting in a bit of victim mentality, so if you feel like the world is sort of against you, if you feel like you have really bad luck, if you feel like things don't work in your favor, this all really underpins the victim mentality or a scarcity mentality, as a lot of people call it, which is the opposite to having an abundant mentality of reminding yourself that there is enough in this world to go around. There is enough for people to succeed. There are enough friends for everybody to have great relationships. And for as long as you habitually feel like a victim, you probably find you experience resent and stress a lot more than necessary. And the simplest way to combat this is to take full responsibility for your life, to know that you are the creator of your reality. Other people's existences may absolutely impinge or interact with your own, but ultimately you decide how you react to things that happen to you. And that is what defines you. And that is how you take responsibility for your life. All you need to do is do what you can with what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have what you haven't gotten or what you won't get. All you need to focus on is what you do have, take responsibility for that and take action with what you've got. And those balances are my six rules for a balanced relationship with yourself. I hope you guys are loving these balance rules series. I've had a lot of fun putting them together and we still have quite a few to come. So keep on checking in every week for more actionable episodes like this that are all aimed to bolster your relationship with your balance in different areas of your life. Again, if you have a chance to leave us a review or rating, it would mean the absolute world to me. And if you're not linked up with us on Instagram or TikTok, the links are in the show notes below. Have a great rest of your day or night, and I will see you all in our next episode.